Welcome into week 15 of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is TJ Hushmanzada, the all-pro wide receiver, Rob Parker, the ink wretch stain reporter, whatever you want to <laughs> call me over all these years. You know what, TJ? January 6th, I'll celebrate my 35th year in the media. Can you believe that? 35 years I've been covering sports. Damn, you've been covering sports, and I was in elementary school. <laughs> wow. So I'm getting old, too. But 35 years, that just shows you when you do a hell of a job, um, it's timeless. You last forever. That's crazy to me. I, I, I was 20. I started my first full-time job. I was 21 years old in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And guess who? Guess what? I was covering high school track and field. And guess who I covered? You'll know who I'm telling you. Him and his brother. Rocket and Quadri Ishmael. I covered those two guys in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I wonder do they and you remember that because they went on to do great things yeah. in their career. Did you ever get to speak to them at that at that 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 stage of oh, their yeah. life in high school? Matter of fact, Quadri, I remember Rocket um after he went to Notre Dame, I wound up covering a game at the Coliseum. He was playing Notre Dame in USC, right? And he saw me. And even though when I was when I was there, I was 21 and he was 18. So there's only three years different. When he saw right. me there as a reporter covering the game, he called me Mr. Parker. Hey, Mr. Parker. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Rocket, we ain't that far apart in age, you know. But he saw me <laughs> as a reporter for a newspaper, you know what I mean? So he called me Mr. Right. Parker. I was like, dude, I'm only three years older than you. <laughs> but uh, we at least well the good thing is he remembers you and he acknowledged you that's no, always no a good doubt thing. about it. and he was a big star at Notre Dame you know what I mean and yeah yeah he was he called me out by my name so hey everybody thought his name was spelled rocket r-o-c-k-e-t that's right <laughs> right he was, yeah. he was him and his brother they dusted everybody in track and field in Wilkesbury but all right let's uh let's get we got a lot of good stuff to talk about uh let's start though TJ uh the best team in the NFC because the Packers, they won. And because of the tiebreaker, they're now 10 and three. And because of the tiebreaker, because they beat the Saints in New Orleans, they're the number one seed in the NFC. Is it the Saints or is it the Packers? Who do you have right now as the best team in the NFC? Right now, right now, and I believe it's a fairly easy um, answer. It, it has to be the Green Bay Packers. And, and my reasons aren't because they beat the Saints. My reasons are simple. I was always taught, and I've always heard coaches say this when I was in the league, um, and this pertains to the Saints. You should never, and it's very hard to lose to a rookie making his first start. And coaches would always preach this in meetings whenever we played. Like, if we were going against a rookie corner and it was his first start, we were going to attack him. Right. And, and so for Jalen Hurts to be making his first NFL start and beat the New Orleans Saints, and yeah, Drew Brees didn't play, but that's on that defense to shut him down and slow him down. You knew he was a mobile quarterback. You knew he was going to use his legs, and you still allowed him to do it. And so that that right there kind of shocks me um, that, they're, that you lose to just to a rookie quarterback making his first um, start. And so because of that, 
I, I say it's the Green Bay Packers, and I don't even think it's close. Aaron Rodgers continues to play well. He now has – he's overtaken uh, Patrick Mahomes in the quarterback rating, the QBR. He has – And the MVP race. Yeah, right? In my eyes. Is, is he there now? Is he is he in the lead? In my eyes, yes. I mean, you, you look at – and you say the struggles, they still won. But uh, Miami didn't make it easy on uh, – Patrick Mahomes, it, it was it was rough yeah, through those picks. picks. He had three interceptions, yeah, and they they didn't make it easy on him. But the better team won, which is the Chiefs. But Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out football. And you see, I, I didn't mention Drew Brees with the Saints because he's been out. He'll probably miss another game, um, kind of similar to last year. Um, maybe these games missed will rejuvenate him, keep his arm up to par, so to speak. Um, but the Packers, they're a complete team. They're, they're good in the secondary on defense. They're good up front. And obviously with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams, um, that connection they have. And, oh, I didn't even bring up Aaron Jones. And so the Packers are a complete team. They, they, they definitely have all the elements. And that, there's a reason why they keep winning. I'm with you on that. Uh, and you just mentioned it hurts beating the Saints. What did you make of his debut? I mean, you know, I've I, I read some stories where, you know, uh, unnamed executives said, you know, Hurts is okay, you know, like he's not a, the greatest passer. Uh, obviously, he has the X factor with his legs. But they say going forward, they still believe that Carson Wentz is the better quarterback. Did you see something from Hurts to make you think different? The person that said that is probably a person that truly believes in Carson Wentz. And even if Hurts goes on to have a great career, he'll probably still have the same opinion. That's how these guys are. Um and he doesn't have to be a great passer. As long as he's a winner, he can be a great winner. And that's ultimately what it boils down to. I thought Jalen Hurts, he, he's not the fastest guy. He's not the quickest guy. It's what I said. He's going to have his rough games of throwing the ball. He had that in college. And if you had it in college, it's going to be worse in the NFL. But he won the game. And he wasn't playing against a terrible defense. He played against a quality top 10 NFL defense in the New Orleans Saints, and he won the game. And don't, oh, they had big plays. They got this. He won the game. And when I looked at this, and maybe I could be wrong, I because of the Eagles being pretty much out of the uh, division and can't win the, win the division, really, I personally thought when they gave him this start, they wanted him to fail. Really? I've heard. Yes. I've heard. I, I personally, I personally believe, like, you're going to give him his first start against the New Orleans Saints, really? Why you didn't give it to him the week before? Why you didn't give it to him? Oh, we're going to stick with Carson Wentz. We're going to start him against the Saints. They thought he was going to fail, and he threw it in their face and was like, how you like me now? They didn't want him to succeed now. They'll take it. But there's no way you give a rookie his first start against the number one seed in the NFC and that type of defense. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, they setting him up for failure. And he threw it in their face. Here's another here's another one. We saw finally, I think, I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are back in the mix, you know, after that big win to go on the road in Cleveland. Cleveland had been nine and three to win that game, to win it the way that they wanted Lamar, you know, having to throw a touchdown. It couldn't have been legs, you know. Like, he could have run for the first down for five yards, but he he wound up hitting the the, the, 
the touchdown to put them ahead and then had to drive after that, TJ, to set up the, the game-winning field goal. But my question to you is, have you ever had to, to do a number two during a game and had to leave the field and come back? Uh, you know, everybody was saying that he had to use the back. Never, man. Was it, do you think that happened but, or not? What, do you think it was cramped or, or was that a Paul Pierce game? I mean, I'm going to take him for his word and say it was cramps because it was, it's almost impossible for him to do all, like, he was in there a long time. Like, you're not, you're not using the bathroom that long. And so that's why I believe it was an IV because their season, in essence, was online. Right. No, no doubt about it. And, and so... No that's why I, I don't believe he had to use the bathroom because it wouldn't have taken so long. Not with your season on the line. And it's a good story. Um, the better story is what is Cleveland doing on defense? You're playing man to man. You're not protecting the middle of the field where he likes to throw the ball down the seams into the tight ends. And when you blitz him, you still let him scramble and roll out to his right. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand how these guys, I'm talking coaches in the league, do all this scouting during a week and this is what they do like i don't understand this you spend all this time at the stadium like you're watching film too long make him scramble to his left make him throw in tight windows play zone defense make him be a surgeon i i don't get that but no i believe he had cramps he was in there way too long with the season that that was a huge win for them i mean am i right to 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 go to Oh, they lose that game. I truly believe they might not make the playoffs. And I was impressed with Cleveland. Offensively, I was impressed with the way they responded. I thought that was a boneheaded pick that Baker threw um, that gave the Ravens a two-touchdown lead. But he responded. That pick did not bother him. He responded like a player that truly believes in himself responds. And I was impressed. I wasn't impressed defensively the way they kind of – they to me, those were mental mistakes of letting Lamar do what he did. Um, but hopefully they can learn from that. I believe that will be um, a game where they can learn from and it should make them better. Yeah, I, that that was – that was that was a great game. That was an instant classic. That was back and forth. That, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a hell of a game, man. It, it really – when it was over, I was like, oh, man, it's over. Like, golly, I want another – Five, ten minutes. It was a great game, for sure. It was good. Uh, How about this? The best team in the uh, AFC. Obviously, everybody automatically goes to the Chiefs, but I think we got to start talking about the Bills as well. I mean, what they put together, they're going to win their first uh, uh, AFC East title since 1995. Something crazy. You know what? I'm 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 pulling out my phone right now because I don't want to seem as if I'm a bandwagon person, but back in September, I had a buddy of mine text me September okay. and, and said, who do you think are the best teams? Uh, September 26th, wow. no, 24th, he texted me this. Okay. And I want you to see, can you see that? He's a 49er fan, think, by the way, and that's him. Yep. I'm, can you see the, the- I can't see the text, but read it, go ahead. Chiefs or Bills? That's what I told him in September. Chiefs. So or you Bills. had it. You you called and, that it would be one of those. And in in September, in September, I said this, 
And the only reason I know this is because he texted me that yesterday. He was like, do you remember saying this? I'm like, no. Right. He's a 49er fan and his guys were getting injured. So he was like, who do you think is the best teams in the NFL right now? I said, Chiefs or Bills? And one of those teams are the best team in the NFC, in the AFC. But I like the way Buffalo is playing. Like acquiring Stefan Diggs, man, is it, it's almost did Josh Allen really improve that much? Or did him, did the Bills acquiring Stefan Diggs? just make him meaning josh allen that much better because he looks really good to me but you know i think it's, um, i think it's a combination but when you add that kind of talent you notice as a receiver as, yeah as a quarterback, but a lot of that's why this this is i'm, I'm gonna give you this and and, I, and i'm not trying to belittle anybody else but this is why i think when you look at uh aaron Rodgers and and patrick mahomes you look at what they're working with. And I'm not saying Devontae Adams is some scrub or anything. He's a great player. But, but when a quarterback doesn't have all the weapons, you know, like if you're Patrick Mahomes, you have everything, right? Yes. Like, like yes. all there for you. It's a playground. Aaron Rodgers has to put, he's put up those numbers. Devontae Adams has missed three games. Aaron Jones has missed three games. And he has the better numbers than Patrick Mahomes. Doesn't that, and, doesn't that say something? Oh, yeah. Like when you plan when you're playing with Patrick Mahomes is playing with now, you have to have an arm that Mahomes has. You have to have the oh, yeah. ability yeah. to create time. I mean, it goes hand in hand. And that's why I was always, oh man, Carson Wentz doesn't have help, man. You got to get Carson Wentz help. When you do get him help, are you gonna give all the credit to his help? Right. Or are you gonna say, see, Carson Wentz is back now? No. This goes hand in hand. But I mean, it, the, the, the question is, who's the best team? And unless you can consistently pressure or confuse Patrick Mahomes, I, I just don't see how they lose. They, they're so dynamic offensively. If you play back and, and try to prevent the big play from happening with Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey will kill you underneath. If you man them up, that's a recipe for disaster because Tyreek Hill, not only does he have great speed, he has great quickness. And so unless their defense lays an egg, which they have not done all year, it's going to be tough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs because they have way too many weapons in their defense, which was their Achilles heel is no longer. That's no longer the case. All right. There we go. News around the league. Now let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss. For last week, I think me and you, I think we uh, last week we got it last week, didn't we? Man, I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, once uh, the Cleveland Browns scored that touchdown, I really, I was like, Mr. PAT, Mr. PAT, because had they missed the PAT, I covered. I was like, oh my god, man. But we are doing much better. I will say that. All right, Martin, let's do it. DJ, I have a quick question for you. And it's relevant because obviously the Browns and the Ravens play in the divisions that we cover. When you were playing and you saw that that if you were down by a score late in the game and too far for a Hail Mary, has that ever, ever worked? That whole throw it around, let's see if we can like do the reverse, like throw it million passes banned on the field type play that Cleveland ran? 
it, it, it might to answer you straight up and down. Yes, it works, but it only works when, in my opinion, it has to be no more than four guys touch the ball. If you start passing it back and you're moving backwards right away, it's not going to work. And I say it works because we saw it last year. I believe it was last year when the Dolphins did it against the Patriots. You have to get into it and stop looking to toss it back and actually gain yards, move forward. If you look, as soon as you get it, if you start tossing it back, you're not going to get anything. And the biggest problem is they would have been better off doing this with the kickoff team. You got five linemen out there. So in reality, you only got four guys that can really do something with the ball that can right. really go. Because if you got the quarterback out there, right. you don't want him with it. That's six guys right there. Um, do you have a fullback? You have a tight end. A tight end, he's going to get caught. And so you want as many fast guys out there as you can. So it does work, but uh, not very often. I would probably put it at less than 1%, even though we just saw it, uh, I believe it was, it was last year. But let's Let's be honest, Bill Belichick putting Gronk at strong safety had a lot to do with that um, on that play. Yeah, Gronk was moving like Frankenstein. All right, before we get into the Cowboys and the Bengals game, let's everybody add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The app's simple to use. They got great odds on all the different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays, exclusive always on promotions to let you get the most out of every game day. And if you win, you get your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel's letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place it out on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. No strings attached. Place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back inside credit. Listen, Christmas is next week. Go ahead, take $1,000, put it on the Cleveland Browns, minus five, and parlay that with a Nick Chubb anytime touchdown. Go ahead, it'll be a warm Christmas. Happy holidays to all. I'm telling you, take that. Go ahead, make that same game parlay. And look, if you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, now's your chance. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. Rob said he was going to Vegas to put money on the game and everything. You guys both were on the Cowboys three and a half. The Cowboys demolished the Bengals. Third. You know I want, I want money in Vegas. I want money. Cash money in Vegas. Hey, as he would say, it's always better. With the cheddar. With the cheddar. So Cowboys <laughs> going to a complete domination and the Bears dominate the Texans 30 to 7. Um a 36 to 7, rather. I'm sorry. TJ, you were on the Texas plus one and a half. Never again. Four more points to cover that spread. Uh, Rob, you were on the Bears one and a half. Congratulations. Yeah! Yeah! That's two for two. Let's go, baby. Oh, my Lord have mercy. Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's reestablish the order of things as the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, go and yeah. beat the, uh, uh, the Minnesota Vikings 26 to 14. TJ, you had the Bucks six and a half because you said the Buccaneers were not going to lose. They were not going to blow this season. Rob, you doubled down on this one, so I don't know if you want to shout about Viking six and a half, but you also owe TJ some lemon pepper wings. 
Yes, I do. Yay, yay, yay. Hey, early, yeah, on, yeah. early on, TJ, you know it was close. You were like, oh. Hey, every field goal he missed, I was like, he yes, keep missing them. Yes. Goals, right? How many he missed? Four Man, or three? He missed four. four. He missed four. But this is these dudes know when Mike Zimmer is a head coach, you miss these field goals, you might be cut. So that's undue pressure that he's not putting on them, that he's putting on He should have been cut after that. You can't miss four field goals in an <laughs> NFL game. I love, we I love Mike Zimmer's uh, post-game comments. We, we can't really talk about feelings anymore. <laughs> right. Hey, Zim don't play. He's matter of fact, no, no so filter Packers at all. at the Lions. Matthew Stafford ends up getting knocked out of this game in spite of that. Seven and a half. Oh, wait, quick math. Yeah, seven and a half covers, 31 to 24. Seven and a half, barely. Congratulations, Rob. T yeah, I told you. I told you the Lions always play the Packers close in Detroit. Didn't I say that to that was, that was, yeah, that was BS, man. Like, that. that's the thing about when you get a two-score lead at the yep. end. They kind of, they don't care. They just, we'll still, we'll let them score, but they're not going to, like, that irritated me. That one, I mean, when they did it, I was like, that's why I took the seven and a half, because I was like, they always just play just close, you know, so it don't look that bad. I knew that they wouldn't win, but they covered. So that's three out of four. Let's keep going. Steelers at the Bills. You guys were both on the Bills, who are giving two and a half All points. over it. Bills win outright 26 to 15. That's four out of five, TJ. I'm rolling this week, last week. Four out of oh, five. Gosh. All right. You, you're doing all right. Lamar Jackson right. ran out from the IV or the bathroom for whatever whatever he was doing to give Rob the one-and-a-half point win with the Ravens and the Browns. That's five out of six, baby. Roll it. Roll it. Five out of six. Oh, my Lord have mercy. Somebody stop this, man. Uh, TJ, you were on the Browns. Sorry about that, bud. Oh. Um, I'm like, just miss the PAT and I win. Just miss the PAT. Just miss the PAT. Miss the extra so, point. Or just don't let Lamar scramble to his right. Like, are you kidding me? But I'm in the sorry. back in a little while longer. Uh, exactly. The overs and the unders. Steelers and Bills, 46 and a half. That went way over. What is Steelers and the Bills is 46 and a half. Oh, yeah. Steelers and Bills. I thought you said oh, Browns, the Browns and Ravens and were Ravens. way over. We'll get to that next. Actually, let's just go ahead and do yeah, that now. Yeah. You guys both had the over. So, Rob, uh, calm down your celebrations there because you missed that one. You guys both had the over on the Steelers and the Bills at 46 and a half, which went under. So, that's 0 for 2 on the over and the yeah. unders for both of you. And you had Bengals, Cowboys, 42 and a half. And uh, TJ, your former team did not, did not live to, to their end of the bargain. You got the under. Rob, you took the over, so sorry about that. And uh, congratulations, because both of your parlays cast, because you both played Bills and Cowboys. We were both on that one. You remember that? You did yours first. Yes. We never agree. I said, on this one, I think the two games you pick or the two games that I pick, and we both cashed out. That's the first time we've done that, yep. too. We never do that. And those games jumped out to me, right? I mean, we're actually doing pretty damn good. These there's people that get online and pay for betting advice, and they can just listen to this for free. Almost crazy, right? <laughs> That's not a bad week for me. Five out of six. The only one was that damn Tampa Bay game. And if that guy made those four free uh, field goals, uh, I, I would have been sitting pretty. I would have been six for six. 
Yeah, that's almost unheard of. It would have been a great week. All right, here we go. Thanks, Martin. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Are you ready, TJ? Let's do. Let's do. Let's rock and roll, baby. All right, Packers minus eight and a half at the Panthers this uh this week. Eight and a half is a lot of points to be given up on the road, um, right? I, I don't really put too much stock in home and road anymore, j- just because it's no fans. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it really doesn't matter. It, it's just when you get these type of leads, you you don't play with the intensity that you should play with. But it's really tough. Like you you look at the Panthers and. They lose to a Denver Bronco team that's just not very good this past Sunday. And you say, are they going to really be able to move the ball on the Packers? I believe DJ Moore, I think he was on the COVID list. I believe he'll, he comes off that. He'll be able to play. I, I I don't believe Christian McCaffrey is going to play when eight and a half points. I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers against my better judgment. Um, I, I just don't see how the Panthers are going to consistently be able to move the ball. Um, the Packers, you're not stopping them. They're, they're on a mission. And now that they have first place and home field advantage, because only one team gets it this no. year, um, there's really no letting up until they realize that nobody can catch us or we don't have it. And so hopefully they'll keep their foot on the gas. Um and win by 10. I, I, I agree with that. I think that is, it's not like they're going to sit back. They need to win and keep pressing. They got three games left. And also, uh, just, I think, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, you know, like he's, he also, that, that, that uh, MVP at age 37 is pretty impressive. Am I right? Like you're playing well, you want to keep playing well, keep doing what you're doing. I like where they are. I'm going to take the Packers minus eight and a half. I'm with you a wow. lot of points, but I I still feel good. I, I don't I'm not I'm not feeling good about the Panthers. Can the can the Packers win by 10? I think they can. Even if it's even if it's 23-13. You know what I mean? I still think they can win by 10. All right. Bears at the Vikings. Uh Vikings, uh Vikings minus three and a half. That to me, it's actually a little easier for me for me to decide. I'm gonna go with the Vikings, and I'll go with the Vikings because if you make those field goals, it's a different ball game. And the Bucks are a really good team. They held the Bucks to 26 points. In reality, even if you make three of those field goals, it's a different ball game. Oh, no. It's it's a one possession game, and so. The Vikings with their run game, you you play single high safety on them. Um, Kirk Cousins is showing that he can shred you with Thielen and uh, Jefferson. But I will say this. I was impressed the way the Bears smashed the Texans. I mean, they Trubisky played really well. and But this Zimmer's defense, he's going to confuse Trubisky. Um, double A gap blitz, disguise it. Um, the Vikings still have a slight outside chance of making the playoffs. They plan for a lot. And so I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings just for that reason. The game matters to them. They know that if their kicker had shown up in Tampa, right, that there would have been a different story. They would have had a chance to at least be there. And this is it. Uh, the Bears did play well last week. I give them credit. But I'm going to say the Vikings clinging 
because when this season started, people were talking about maybe the Vikings winning the division. Do you remember that? Like what happened to that? Yes. Right. So, so let's not act like people didn't think the Vikings were any good. All right. The lions plus 10 and a half at Tennessee. Where are you on this one? Really easy. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. And I say that with it, with an asterisk. I, if Matthew Stafford plays, I would take the Lions, but I'm not sure he's going to play. He has some sore ribs. He may or may not play. He's not going to practice all week from what I was reading. And if that's the case, um, who's their backup? Neither one of us Martin Weiss, I think, is their Um, backup. Martin Weiss. And so that's why I say the Titans, I'm not certain. The Lions aren't playing for anything. Um, Stafford is, in my opinion, is still a top 10 quarterback in the league. You're keeping off the field and see if you're going to trade him because you're pretty much rebuilding, see what you can get for him. Um, Stafford plays, I take the Lions, but I don't believe he will, so I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to take the Titans. I think this is like, remember a couple of weeks ago, was it the Panthers? They got shut out 20-something to nothing. You remember that? That yeah. This could be another one of those. I'm with you, especially if Stafford isn't there. But that happened when Stafford was playing. And they got shut out. So if he's not there, uh, the Titans definitely could put up some points against them. I'm with you. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Titans. So 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 far, man, that's three for three, me and you, three for three. All right, here's where we part ways. Probably Texans at the Colts. Colts are, are minus seven uh, in that game. Oh, we for sure going to part ways because the way the Texans just did me on Sunday, I'm not picking them what? again. I'm not. I'm not. And this goes against my better judgment because they, in actuality, they should have beaten the Colts the last time if not for that um, bad snap. But because this is a this is where my personal feelings um, might cloud my better judgment and I don't care, the Texans could not beat or they could barely score on a terrible Chicago Bear team. The Colts have a really good defense. Um, and I just don't believe in the Texans. So I'm going to pick the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go with the Texans. I think they bounced back from that performance. They, they're bad, but they're not that bad. And, uh, you know, Deshaun has put up points. I mean, I don't know what happened against the Bears. So he didn't put them no. up. He didn't put them up uh, this past no, I weekend. Know. But the and the Colts, the see the Colts have a lot to play for too because they, they can still win a the division. They're going to tighten their neck and they can still win a division. Yeah, that's a big game, but all they need to do is win the game. I'm going to take the seven points. I think the Texans bounce back. All right, here's another one: Browns minus five at the Giants. The Giants laid a big egg that which hurt them uh, in a chance of maybe trying to win the NFC East. They were a no show against what was that? Who they play? Seattle. Oh no, 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 no. The 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 Giants, they just Daniel Jones had a bad hamstring. He shouldn't have been playing. He he shouldn't have he shouldn't have played, but I I I guess they threw him out there. And when you have a bad hamstring, it's not gonna heal in one week. He's still gonna have a bad hamstring this week. Oh, and the Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett. And if Daniel Jones was healthy and he could move around, I would actually take the Giants in this because of what Lamar just did to them. Daniel Jones is not as athletic as Lamar, but he can scramble and he can run as effective 
to where he can cause the Cleveland Browns some problems on defense. But I don't believe that hamstring is going to allow that. Um, when you have Miles Garrett, you're going to have to put two guys on him. That should open up other opportunities for others. And again, with him having a bad hamstring, it's going to be tough sledding. I don't, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see this being a competitive game if Daniel Jones' hamstring is still bothering him, which I believe it will. I can't believe I'm going with all the favorites. Wow, crazy. You going are. With the Browns. Nothing off the board. All right, I'm going to take the Browns as well. I think this is like uh, almost like a best bet. I like this game a lot for the Browns to bounce back. They just had a heartbreaker of a of a real uh, real tough game, and they put up a lot of points, and they showed people that uh, in a big game that they they showed up and they could play. And I think like, you're right. Um, Danny Dimes or Pennies, whatever you want to call them, has, uh, is not 100% <laughs> healthy. So I'm going to go. Danny Dimes or Pennies. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Browns minus five in that game. And if I was in Vegas this weekend, I'd put some shekels on this one. All right, here's one more. The Steelers, who I told you over and over and over, they were the worst 11-0 team. And now they You were the first guy that I didn't see people on national TV saying this. You were the first guy to say it, and I believe others started to say, hey, Rob Parker might be on to something without saying Rob Parker might be on to something. I was saying it. You know it on this podcast. Hey, it was it was plagiarism without it being plagiarism, <laughs> right? But I, I know where it came from. You know from. it. And um, now they haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, last couple of games, and now they are, TJ, 12-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bengals. Uh, where are you on this game? Twelve and a half points is a lot. I I, I hate to do this, but um, you know when you're sick, you get that medicine and you get right. The Steelers are sick and they getting that medicine, so they gonna get right. That's the Bengals. Like the Bing, they, the Bengals can't score. Right. They 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 can't score, and they're they're gonna need turnovers. They're gonna need special teams plays, trick plays, whatever. And if I'm saying this. Tomlin knows this as well. The Steelers are going to be prepared for that. Coming off two losses in a row, um, they need to get their confidence back, their swagger back. And the Bengals, they just have a hard time scoring points since Burrow tore his knee. Um, 12 and a half points, that's fine for, with me. I don't care. The Steelers are much better than the Bengals. The Bengals can't score. And again, the Bengals are the Steelers' medicine because they're sick right now and they are going to get right. I agree with you. And I also believe that the Steelers, to try to reestablish themselves and, you know, like they need to beat the Bengals, like kick their butts, right? Like we are a good team. People are now down on the Steelers. Despite, if you would have said before the season, TJ, that they would be 11-2 and two after 13 weeks, right? You would take that, wouldn't you? Everybody but and everybody would say for sure the Steelers are one of the best teams, not in the AFC, in and, the league. You know, if, oh, you're eleven and two after thirteen. Oh yeah, Steelers are one of the best teams. And people are saying that. Like they're like the Steelers yes. are like out there just floating around. Nobody's like talking about them going to the Super Bowl, having a shot in the AFC. Zero. They 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 better kill the Bengals because the game after the Bengals is not a walk in the park. And so they they better get some confidence in this yep. game. I, I think they do. I'm going to go with you. I'll take it. I think they win by 14. I think they they get up. 
big and and maybe the Bengals score, but they still man, the Cowboys just beat them by 30. They winning this by three touchdowns. You got them by three. Wow. Dude, it's a, even though it's a divisional game, do you do you remember what the Steelers did to the Bengals when Joe Burrow was under yep. center? Because I picked the Bengals. <laughs> And it was ugly. It was real oh, it was ugly. ugly. So, it was ugly. Let's just be honest. And, and so without him, it's going to be worse. It's The, the Bengals, they know they're going home. I've been in this situation, man. Guys are packing up. Geno Atkins is on IR. He's done. Guy, AJ Green is like, man, this is my last year in Cincinnati. I need to make sure I get out of this season healthy. And that's the mentality that guys have when you're on losing teams at the end of the season, you're about to hit free agency and you know you're not going back. You have to look after you, one guy. And so it's going to be a lot of that with the Bengals because I've been in that situation and I know what it's like. And if they're not thinking that, they're getting advice from their agents and people telling them like, bruh, be smart. You're going to be a free agent. You know you're not going right. back. Don't put yourself in jeopardy. Absolutely. No doubt. I was I was told that. I was told that. And so I'm sure that wasn't my agent's first time telling a player that. That's what goes on. Towards the end of the season, you have no chance. You don't even have a prayer. Protect yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Now let's do some over-under. Uh, we like to hit some of the big games. Let's start with the Packers at the Panthers. 51 and a half, TJ. Who you like here? Man, they they must think the Panthers are going to put up some points or is it going to be uh the Packers out early and Carolina makes a run and it makes it interesting. It, this here is kind of tricky. But if if they were able to let the Detroit Lions kind of move the ball and, and score some points, I, I could see the Panthers uh putting up some points. They they do have weapons offensively. But think about um, this. Even if the Packers, if the Packers scored 38 and the Panthers scored 14, right? If it's 30, if it's 38 to 20. Right. I mean, and, and so 35 to 20. Um, so I, I like this game to go over because I can see it being a blowout and then you 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 get a lot of fluff yardage and fluff points. So yeah, I'll take I'm over. with you. I, I I think that it could be 35 to 20, like you said, 38 to 17 or whatever. Like, like there's gonna be some points scored. So I, I I'm with you on that. All right, let's do that. The uh, Lions Titans game is off the board um for the over-under, but let's do Bears, Vikings. The total is 46 and a half. Man, they you know, you start getting in these uh, smash mouth football games, that total gets lower and lower. And I'm going to go under on this, and I'm going to go under for two reasons. The Vikings just held a really good Tampa Bay team to 26 points. And Brady didn't even throw for 200 yards. Right. And if if they held Brady down with those weapons and him as a quarterback, what are they going to do to the Chicago Bears with less weapons and the quarterback is nowhere near um, Brady's caliber and Mitchell Trubisky? No disrespect, Mitchell. Um, so I'm going to take the under. I believe it will be a low-scoring game. Defense will uh, roll the board this game. So I'll take the I'm under. I'm with you. It won't be outdoors with the snow and all that. You see all the snow all over the country, like, big time. Uh, so that won't be a factor, but I'm with you. I think it's this is about defense here. Uh, 
And uh, I'm going to go with the under. All right. Texans at the Colts. Uh, 51 is the number. Where are you? It's tricky. It's what you said. Um, this is indoors. For some reason, Deshaun Watson and the Texans, when they play the Colts, they put up points. Um, it's something the Colts do on defense that Deshaun Watson and an offense, they feel comfortable. He recognizes it. They just do a good job with playing them. And they're going to do that, but they're not going to do – they're not going to be good enough to keep it within seven. But I, I can easily see – the Colts are going to score 30. Um, so can I get a 30 to 21 type of game and that's a push? Or could the Colts get 35 to 20, 35 to 24? I can also see that type of game because the last game, I believe it was 26 to 20, which is in 51 – but it's close enough. Um, the Colts have to win, and they have to be impressive. Um, you don't want it to turn to one possession game, so I'm going to take the over on this. I'm going to go under. Everything you said makes total sense, but I, I just have a feeling that if, like you just said, their last meeting with the score was under, that maybe they don't score early on in this game, and then they put some points up, but they just come underneath it, maybe 48 maybe 49, you know what I mean? Like close to it, but they don't get there. I'm going to go with the under the, uh, how about the Browns and giants? That total is 44 and a half. That's a weird number. 44 and a half. Is that because they don't believe in the Giants scoring any points? I mean, we just saw the Browns put up 42 points by themselves. Against or it could the be. Ravens. I, how's the weather in New York? Bad. Because um, of the snow, don't forget. They got they got they're so, two feet of snow. So, and so this could be a let's you let's get Chubb 22 carries, let's get Kareem Hunt 15 You're to right. 18 carries. You're right. That's that's close to 40 carries, 40 plays right there. Baker, let's throw it 15 to 19 times. Let's be smart with the ball. If the weather is going to be bad, this game will be an under game. I can see it be a 21 to 10, 24 to 10 type of game if we have this bad weather, if it stays that way in um, back east, which it looks like it is. And so I'll take the under on this game. Yeah, I'm with you. That snow, when you talk about that kind of snow and cold, you know, outdoors in New Jersey, I, I'm with you. I think it'll be under. I think the Browns win and cover, but I think it's a lower scoring game. I, I really do. And the last one of the day, for us is um, now the Steelers, as we've said, are 12 and a half point favorites, but the total is 40 and a half. That's so disrespectful. That is, man. What, is, what does that say? <laughs> Seriously, TJ, 40 and a half, and you're giving somebody 12 and a half points? This is so like disrespectful. The aren't going to score just, anything. Basically, that, that's what they're saying. It just goes into what I was saying. They don't believe the Bengals are scoring more than seven points. Right. They they truly don't. And can I disagree with that? They scored three against the Dallas Cowboys. The Steelers' defense is better than the Dallas Cowboys. The Bengals are going to have a hard time scoring. I don't believe the Steelers are going to score 30. They could be 30 to three, 30 to seven. They still win. They still cover. Um, this number is so low because they want you to bet the over. They want you to go over. Right. And I, I just don't see, unless the Steelers score 38, um, 
This game is going to go under, and I'm going to I'm going to go with the under because I just don't see it. And they're in Cincinnati this time of the year. It's bad weather. Um, I'm I'm going with the under. The Bengals can't score. I, I got to go with the under too. The bad weather, the cold. Uh, um, I think you could. Uh, yeah, I I just I don't see, and and Big Ben, you know, like you've seen him play. It just hasn't been that great. Um, hey. Told you when you're sick and then you get that medicine. I'm telling you. This is it. It's some of they sick right now, and the Bengals gonna be the medicine. You're gonna get right. All right. This is it. But I don't think I'm with you. I'm gonna take the 40 and a half. All right. You any bet? We didn't really have any any big disagreements. I was trying to think of a way to to get back at you on the wings bet, but I think we're pretty much we'll wait till next week on that. Uh what else? All right, so now it's time for for your uh Parlay. So, what? What? You tell me. What is the game of the week? I don't know which one would be the game of the week. What's the most competitive game on the slate? Would it be the Browns and Giants? Well, two divisional. Uh, I mean, that would be that would be it because they both two teams that are at the top of the division. Even though the Browns are behind the Steelers, but they're still there. Okay, let's go with that. So, my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. First game. Cleveland Browns at the New York football Giants. Simple. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. They are the better team. Daniel Jones, hamstring. He's a mobile guy. If you can't use that mobility with a hurt hamstring, um, it's going to be tough to score. And you got Miles Garrett, who's probably the best defensive end in football. You can't block him with one guy. I believe the uh New York Giants have a rookie left tackle. Bad recipe. They're going to have to send him help. Other guys can eat, and if they don't, he should be able to feast off of him. So my first game would be the Cleveland Browns. And my second game, this is – you know what? I'm actually go with a team um, that has a lot to play for, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings, giving up three and a half against the Chicago Bears. They still have a slight, 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 small chance of making the playoffs. Um and they need to win. And three and a half points, if they don't win by three and a half, they're going to lose the game. And so they can't afford that. It's either a touchdown win or they're going to lose, in my opinion. So my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, Cleveland Browns over the Giants, Minnesota Vikings over the Bears. And once again, look at me. my hair all messed up. I shaved today because I've been looking real scruffy for y'all the last couple of weeks. But I shaved just for y'all because... If I knew better, I would do better. I couldn't have myself looking like that. <laughs> so if you knew better, you would do better. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself, baby. All right. It's time for my Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. And you see that big money right Ooh. there? I bought that for hey, Vegas, let me, baby. Hey, let me, let me hold, let me hold some. Come something. on. Here you go. I'm giving you some. <laughs> I bought that from Vegas because last week my parlay hit. And this week I'm going on a streak. I'm doing it again. And you know what? Last week, TJ and I had the same parlay. Not this week. I'm going to go with the Browns, minus five. They beat up on the Giants. I'm sorry after that big performance against uh, Baltimore. And then the other one, which you wouldn't think because it's too big of a spread, I am taking the Steelers and, the, and giving 12 and a half points. They beat up TJ's Bengals. So I got Browns minus five. Steelers minus 12 and a half. It's always better 
with the cheddar. Get on board. Don't you missed it last week. Get on board this week. All right, TJ, that's it. Week 15 in the NFL. We're going to be back next week. Hopefully, we're going to deliver some winners like we did last week, right, on our, our parlays. So, Guarantee. I guarantee. Do a bear shit in the woods? Yes, we delivering winners. No yes. doubt. All right, till next week. <laughs>